jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! We're back. It's happening again. Again? Oh dear. The fever dream continues. <laughs> You know, I uh, after the last chopping block, where I was yelling black sheep and you weren't responding because we were having technical difficulties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I was just gaslighting you. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, but that brought back uh, PTSD of my, the time I thought I was right and won and then it turned out I was wrong. Like, oh, no. That night, I swear to God, I got up in the middle of the night. Because I woke up and I was like, was it black sheep, though? Oh, no. Did you wake up screaming black sheep, black sheep? (laughs) Just about. I literally woke up and was like, what if we were both wrong? What if I was wrong? (laughs) I got out of bed, turned, like, got my phone, blew my eyes out by turning it on. And looked it up at like three Wait, in the morning. Just you had to, be to sure. look up the movie cover. Yeah, that I described and confirmed you were in fact correct. <laughs> you had to go back and confirm that that was the actual yeah. Dimension Extreme Black Sheep DVD cover. This is how badly that experience traumatized me. Stacy, my girl, you're that's some chopping block PTSD. It really is. It broke my brain. Wow. It broke my brain. Yeah. So, I, but then I, I, I saw it was black sheep and I was like, ah, now I can rest. Oh, and then you went softly back to sleep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> See, this you. is the danger of the chopping block. People don't understand. No. no. It's, it's, a, it's a real terror when, you, when you're hit with that. It's a high pressure sitch. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, lingering trauma. But I think I'm, I'm over it now. Uh... <laughs> I love that that is what broke your brain and not (laughs) any of the conditions in which we are doing the chopping block. Like, not like, not the podcast itself, but not anything in the world, maybe. (laughs) That's not the reason. It's Well, aren't they related, though? Now I cannot discern reality. Now I doubt the truth. (laughs) It's true. Right. I don't know what's real anymore, man. Fake answers. They're everywhere. Fake answers all over the chopping block. Mm-hmm. Thank. So, uh, you know, I, uh, uh, people have been very nice in the comments the last few weeks where I just say, how bad can this upfront business get? <laughs> people have been very kind and said, oh, you know, we love listening to you guys complain about dish soap and talk about eggs. Which is what we talk about, what, what we address on this show. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, Stacey, though, I would say people, when you say people are being kind, right, that feels 
that feels like, you know, it's people saying, oh no, that's nice. Keep doing, like grandma's like, that's nice. Keep doing what you do. Okay. And she walks away. <laughs> but these people, these people are saying, Stacey, that their favorite part is hearing you talk about the eggs. Hearing you talk about the the war. The ongoing <laughs> saga of the war with the Mrs. Myers dish soap. Which I saw inspired someone to buy it. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Listen, we all have our kinks. If people enjoy that part of the show, I am not gonna yuck their yum. <laughs> oh, upfront business is your kink, not dish soap. Right. Well, maybe a comment. Or maybe it is dish soap, show. and that's why you respond to it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. When I say they're being very kind, I don't mean they're saying, sure, Grandma, let's get you to bed. I'm, I'm not, it's not that meme, you know. <laughs> they like to hear me talk about the eggs. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure, Grandma, let's get you to bed. I can make eggs now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just, uh, those comments are nice. Um, I, I sort of believe them. Yeah. Um, and so, but this week, honestly, I have to say, I have no complaints of any kind. Consumer complaints, nothing. My egg journey continues apace. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the fresh pine dish soap continues to vex me every time I have to use it. You still use it, though? Is that just because you're a frugal queen? I'm a frugal queen. I just can't. What am I going to do? Dump it out and then go buy another one? It just seems so wasteful. So I will, I'll suffer through. You don't dump it out. That creates a public health disaster. That creates a, a sanita- a water system. That's that's like when you pour the, the bubbles in the fountain when you're a kid and you flood the, the community park. Right. So what could I do with it then? Did you set it outside for someone that is in need? What? <laughs> What? I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna copy the videotape, Anthony. Samara dies with me. (laughs) (laughs) You're not paying forward the dish soup, soap, Roy. No, no, absolutely not. This is the bloodline ends with me. See, you place it out there, and you say you you see the nice person walk up and take it, and then you say, "I don't smell pine anymore," and then you're free. That's true, but I would feel the need to put a sign on it that says, free, but warning, smells bad. <laughs> well, because I, I think they could figure that out for themselves. I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm, this might be leading here, but you know, they might walk up and say, oh, it's dish soap. I should smell what it smells like first. Mm. Unlike, arguably, some individuals... That are just so thirsty for the soap, they just pick up the first thing they grab. Listen, I don't have time to waste, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I'll use it until it's gone, because I've already spent the $3 or whatever. I appreciate that. Yeah, I won't enjoy it, but I'll use it. <laughs> and you say that as you as you wash with it. You're like, I'm not enjoying I'm this. I'm not enjoying this experience. <laughs> Fuck you, Mrs. Meyer. <laughs> What's important is that she knows that, that she yeah. hears that. So, right. You should just write a letter to customer service that just says that. Yeah. <laughs> and here I said I had nothing to complain about. And all I'm doing now is complaining about the same things I've already complained about. Well, Jesus Christ. That sounds nothing like us. 
nothing yeah. like <laughs> us. Because let me tell you, I also have a thing to complain about. And it's the same thing that I've been complaining about for the last year on this show. Ooh. And it was this was brought to my attention by, uh, well, by myself. I actually saw it on Google. But then several Gaylords listeners have since sent it to me. And I really appreciate that. I appreciate that more than the comments saying how close I was on the chopping block. Thank you for believing in me. But um, the, 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 the film people that did, are, that released the, mm, the much-anticipated Children of the Corn, Now It's a Girl reboot, mm. remake, remake reboot, they have released, uh, directed by Kurt Vimmer, who directed what? Horror-adjacent genre film, Ultraviolet. Uh, they released new stills of the film, saying, oh. look at the movie. Here is evidence that we have a movie. Here are images of actors in movie. They're children by corn. Hmm. And yet, no, no release thing. date. Hmm. No trailer, no anything. They just, they just dropped pics. And that's it. And I'm saying, is this movie ever going to come out? What is the plan? They're trying to get your cob all hyped up. They're... <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Anticipation. They're building hype. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. Why, <laughs> why am I so obsessed with this? I don't it, know. It has become my, my white whale. And I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. There's always a white whale. There's always a white whale of, you know, some kind of movie or whatever. Whether it's an old movie or a new movie. Like, Amityville Dollhouse was a white whale for me. Oh, for, yeah. For years and years and years. And then I finally got it and I saw it and I was like, all right, well. And then you just move on to the next. So yeah. this oh, children- oh, I mean, you remember the saga of me and the PlayStation 5. Oh, yes, I do. Finally got a PlayStation 5, and then it turns out there's no games for it, so that whale's dead. (laughs) (laughs) I have have heard hard... The only time I've heard a fucking peep about that PS5 since you got it is when I said, so how's that PS5? (laughs) I said, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's going to be the corn. That's going to be the corn. That's going to be the corn, and then there will be that brief moment of emptiness afterwards and then you find there's a and then there's a new whale every time it always happens yeah another whale passes by on the on the ocean horizon <laughs> and i say yar and i get my my telescopic thing what's that called yeah it's just that it does that <laughs> that's, that's the, the sound whale of... <laughs> that's the whale not the telescope no no i know no that's i'm telling you oh. that that is what the whale does <laughs> yeah <laughs> the cow does say moo. <laughs> yeah. And the whale says moo. <laughs> oh well. Why just how did how did wrong turn already come out and someone felt that that justified a release? How bad is Children of the Corn if wrong turn came out and was awful? But That's this isn't. That's a good point. I just need to know. Yeah. Anyway, you're right. It's going to be terrible. I'll, I'll feel yeah. completely empty, and then I'll just have to... I'll then have a to... new whale will come around the bend. Yeah, maybe they'll release a PlayStation game then. <laughs> Until the pandemic is over, all we can do is go from whale to whale to try to get us through this. <laughs> it's true. It's just yeah. jumping from one whale to the next, trying to, <laughs> trying to find a path to a, a safe haven. Try, trying to find that blowhole that fits. <laughs> right. 
that's what my app profile that's the, <laughs> the subject line <laughs> yeah that's your, your tagline on <laughs> trying to find a blowhole to fit <laughs> oh only half a mile away <laughs> oh my <laughs> How many knots is that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord Almighty. Well, speaking of uh, (laughs) blowholes. It's very appropriate. Yeah. This movie, (laughs) The Devils, 1971. Yeah. Um, It's a lot. You know? Yes, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of. A, it's a lot of a movie. Yep. <laughs> and yet, I'll be the one to say it. Of the two of us, clearly. Okay. I'll be the one to say it. I'll say, you know, when you're playing Skyrim, right? <laughs> and you go to solitude for the first time, the capital city. You go to solitude, and right as you walk in the city gates, they're holding a public execution. Mm-hmm. And they're ye old heads, they chops off someone's head. And then as the crowd is dispersing, people are talking, you know, oh, good riddance, oh, the, the blah, 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 saying all this stuff. And then Sorex Vinius, of course, of course, says, I think I expected more. <laughs> yeah, right? That is how I feel about this film. Part of it is just, like, this is my first time seeing this. Mm -hmm. This film has such a reputation. Yes. One of the most controversial films of all time. Lauded as a masterpiece. Never released here. Like, so hard to find. You have to see it. You have to see it. Like, there's so much buildup for this film in terms of content and in terms of quality Mm -hmm. and in terms of all of this that... I didn't even, I kept putting off doing this episode because I just felt like, first of all, I didn't know if I was in the mood for it, but also there was such a pressure, I felt, to find this film as the controversial masterpiece that the entire world says that it is. It was certainly going to color my viewing of it. And so now that it's over, I say, like, Sorex Vinius. Who you are cosplaying as today. Who who I am dressed as, as you can see. Yeah. I think I expected more. You know what? I think that's absolutely valid, Stacey. I'm sorry, Sorex. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I think that's absolutely valid. And I actually echo that. Being a person that also was pushing for us to do this film and saying, no, man, I saw it when we when the when the X-rated print went through the the, the states. I, we caught it at the Hollywood and it was wicked, man. And I got to see it again. I reevaluated my words having watched it this time. And you're right. We, we have pushed this. We have pushed this since, like we've been talking about doing it since it went on Shudder. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to do it after it left Shudder now that it's not accessible to anybody anymore. <laughs> yeah, just left yesterday. <laughs> because we're cool. We're the Galens. We do shit differently, man. Um, and yeah, I, I was like, I think for me it was seeing it in a theater um, with a wild audience and also being a little bit drunk when I saw it. Mm. It was just 
out of control and it felt weird and wrong and I, I i think i was also i was a little bit younger then i was really i was just beginning to really get into ken russell and Derek jarman Derek jarman who was production designer on this film and i think this almost reads as much like a Derek jarman film as it does a ken russell film um i love both of those filmmakers actually very much but yeah this time around i was like there's a lot less vanessa redgrave than i remember Mm-hmm. There's a lot of heterosexual nonsense. Mm-hmm. Hey, I forgot about the rape enemas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and other things that I said while watching this film. It it felt like it was just a lot for the sake of being a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think at the time it was made in 1971, there was more value in the religious this like putting religious the, the religious transgression and it was coming off of like you know the hippies and this countercultural movement and it felt like maybe that was more welcome then versus now i'm like but madonna already did like a prayer <laughs> so it just it felt like it was a lot for the sake of a lot versus really being truly transgressive and then i felt like okay so the controversy around this film granted the version that was on shutter there is even more cut than the version I saw. Um, there was like one notable thing that was really cut out of the film from the cut that I saw, but the, the big scene that's famous that was cut out from pretty much every release, except the, the release that I think went through England in like 2000, some in the mid aughts or mid teens. Um, there's a scene where the nuns like, you know, are kind of possessed and they like fuck a Jesus crucifix statue or something. Mm-hmm. And but but the scenes that this was this was more cut, um, but even with that stuff taken out, it's just like it's it's one of those things where like the controversy, the the fact that it's controversial is the thing that's controversial about it at a certain point versus the actual content, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I think I mean my God, it's fifty years old at this point. Oh, no, don't I, say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and and I just think like. For it to have that kind of buildup for an experienced viewer, mm-hmm. um, then you see it and you're like, okay, it's crazy controversial for 71. And I realized that there, yeah, I did some reading about like what has been cut out of it. And some of that I can see like, okay, that would still be pretty hardcore today. Yeah. But I just, I just feel like I was expecting like Salo or something, you know, something that was really going to slap my face. And then... There were a few. I mean, I liked it, and there were some really incredible sequences and in all of this. But when it was over, I think just the hype and all of that. I, I'm glad to hear you say all this because my immediate reaction was ugly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on the show. Like, not that I thought, you know, you and I would argue it, but I just like to to say like, oh, we're gonna oh, fight. I, I finally saw the devils, and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's like yeah. I honestly actually was asking myself how much I liked the movie, though, this yeah. time. Um, so I, I'm happy to hear you liked it. But for me, I was like, I went from a memory of loving this film the first time in the theater, drunk, <laughs> to this time being like, do I even like this movie? I, it's just, it was, it's just, it's, it's so heterosexual. <laughs> it's <laughs> super duper heterosexual. I... I feel like I had been promised lesbianism that I did not get. Perhaps someone's memory twisted that. Did I say they les out? I think you said she was a lesbian hunchback nun. And she's 
She got the hunchback, but no, because no, because I knew she was obsessed with Oliver Reed. But I probably did say that. Probably just trying to lure me. Well, here's the thing: you should watch The Little Hours because that movie actually is about lesbian nun witches, <laughs> possessed lesbian nun witches. It's amazing. I I liked the I, I enjoyed sort of the first I don't know whatever it is third of the movie where we have the plague happening and all of this. I didn't even mind the heterosexuality. Uh, <laughs> oh, because of the, it was offset by the plague for you. <laughs> yeah. Um and and the whole like the the end of it, you know, with the the execution and all of this. I was like this is pretty wicked. Yeah. But the the whole the the section that everybody's like this is the controversial part. My big takeaway was like god, this is just so loud. Yeah. Was, no, that's why it was it, just it was just really loud. Like I think once the witch finder showed up, uh and did nothing and did nothing but yell and i'm like is this warren zevon like what mm-hmm. he just looked like someone from 1971 and i oh, get yeah. that, that that there were elements of that in the film but he was such an anachronism he's like awful proto glam rock yeah diva inquisitor with his like with his tank toppy his arms are bare and he has a stupid glasses and he he's like I'm surprised he wasn't played by Roger Daltrey or someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he—he was just all he did was yell, and I was just like, uh, "Can we move past? Okay, oh, there's an enema. Okay, yes, they're all writhing and topless. All right, can we, <laughs> we move on? See, if you watch a film and you go, "Oh, there's an enema," like it should be, <laughs> it should be, oh, "There's an enema," right? And but this right. one's just like, mm, "Oh, that enema. Oh, 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 forgot about this part." Yeah. I remember them. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, maybe have, like, we're on the other side of New French Extremity. Do you know what I mean? Like, at this point, personally, like. Yeah. So, giving someone an off, an out of frame enema, even a rape enema. (laughs) An out of frame rape enema. I'm just like, all right, well. Yeah. Yeah. So, for the viewers that didn't catch this on Shudder. Uh, what is this about? This is, this is, everyone knows, famous Ken Russell film, production designed by Derek Jarman, 1971. It stars Vanessa Redgrave as, as Sister Jean. She's the, the reverend mother, um, of a, of a, um, what, what's a nunnery, a convent? A (laughs) cloister? A cloister, um, in France, in, uh, how do you say it? The, the township, Ludon, Ludon, um, based on the famous case of possession there, and then based on the, the Aldous Huxley story, The Devils of Ludon, um, which was then adapted to a play. Basically, Oliver Reed, who... Oliver Reed is a fucking enigma. Um, Oliver Reed <laughs> is a weird Father Grandier who's, like, kind of lording over this, this principality and... Uh, He's he's like he's this he's like the hot priest who has this kink of like making women fall in love with him and then like being shitty to them so then so then they hate him and then he feels bad about himself and has to pray to God or whatever. <laughs> uh, Vanessa Redgrave sees him. She's like, oh yeah, she's a, she's the hunchback mother superior and she's fucking wicked in this movie. I love her. I still think there is not at all enough of her. I could use eight mm-hmm. times more Vanessa Redgrave in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the second this woman shows up and she 
all the sisters are they're all piled on top of each other to reach the windows and they're watching to see father grandier come through the town through this funeral procession and there's like thirsty sister agnes is like oh i can see him i can (laughs) he's the most beautiful man and then you get vanessa redgrave walking in and saying satan is ever ready to seduce us with sensual delights and then that (laughs) (laughs) laugh of hers it's fucking great so she she falls in love with um father grandier and she's all like all hot for him and has all these fantasies about him um she's anticipating a new priest being sent to the cloister it ends up being father mignon who is the new like evil twink priest that was working with (laughs) father grandier so she gets upset she tells father mignon that that they she has been visited in the night by visions of father grandier and awful things are happening to her and it's erotic and blah 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 so of course they decide it's a case of possession they send in a witch hunter um or an inquisitor who's this glam rock asshole rape enemas happen all the nuns go ballistic it all turns out that it's a you know there's a political aspect that it this is actually just a a catholic takeover a catholic nationalist takeover of france um jeopardizing the independence of this little of ludon um and ultimately they torture and kill father grandier and burn him at the stake so that they can also blow up the walls and have retained control of this place to stop a protestant uprising against the french nationalist um government who is led by an amazing amazing drag queen of a king Uh, (laughs) the opening of this film with that drag number from the king i I still stand by that i fucking love it oh sure oh sure louis the 13th and that's something that i really love is that the same king that was in in elizabeth and because i only know history through movies in the <laughs> the Kate Blanchett Elizabeth that's um was that the same the cross dressing king that um oh who's Vincent oh my god I'm so in love with him the scary French guy from Black Swan Gallo no oh. no uh, <laughs> how dare <laughs> oh yeah yeah Vincent uh, um, uh, uh, from oh, Shaitan yeah. and Black Swan yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. Vincent um, Castle Castle ah. Oh love him but i think yeah. they might be the same character but anyway they might be well louis the 13th was very gay he was gay, he was gay yeah. yeah and that i actually think that you know there's an underlying political current about of this movie that i think kind of gets swept away by the heterosexual nonsense but there is that interesting political current that you know this movie is indicting religion and saying that all religion is a sham and it's a method for control and it's more about the government than about beliefs uh, father grandier basically says this in his trial and what i found really interesting in this watch through is that you know the king is very gay basically lives his life in drag and has a court the whole court is made up of like drag queens and like trans people and just queers mm-hmm. um and they're permitted to do that because they are the rich elite and it's like the, the 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 Catholics will just let that exist because that's how they continue to have power is by having an alliance with them. But then like the poor people have to suffer through all of the oppression and and torment and 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 just like religious persecution while the rich are still able to to actually live these identities and live sexually and be free people. Well, they can be eccentric. Yeah, right? yeah. They can always just be chalked up to eccentricity because mm-hmm. they're wealthy. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, the movie addresses a lot of, you know, the religious hypocrisy and the abuse of power and 
the entanglement of church and state and all of these mm-hmm. things are have not changed since early 17th century France. No, it's still absolutely accurate. I mean, you look at what's <clears throat> happening in American politics and how it's being... It has been taken over by... I mean, it's always been. <laughs> uh, but in recent years has become, you know, more and more taken over by radical Christianity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the government is still... We're, we're still in the midst of being held hostage by religious uh, special interest yeah. groups. I mean, look at the other day, Biden giving that speech and then saying, you know, pledging the trans kids that he's got your back. But how many bills are going through how many states to compromise the safety and health care of trans people? Mm-hmm. Um, it's only gotten worse since, like, the 1950s, <laughs> where we put one nation under God into the Pledge of Allegiance. Yes. Um, and since then, you know, and then it has ratcheted up since the Tea Party founding and, you know, fucking John McCain and Sarah Palin. Like, that really was the beginning to me of the downward spiral to where mm-hmm. we are now, where QAnon and evangelicals are running our poli- our political system. Yeah. And I don't know what the end is, you know. Well, it, the heat death of the universe. <laughs> the heat, we have we just have to wait for the heat death, yeah. right? So, so the film is you know as relevant as it was in 1971, obviously. But uh, but overall, I guess I was not shocked, and I was really expecting to be. There was no way I was going to see this and not have expectations. Oh, not with this reputation. Right, yeah. You know, especially when all of of horror Twitter is screaming over it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, it's an impactful film. It's an important film in the saga of of this kind of work. But it's just, it's all, I think that's also it. Like, it was, it's it's very, still relevant today. But as a 1971 film, it's very much always going to be a 1971 film. Mm -hmm. In a way that's different from other in a way that's different from other films from that era that that might have more universal it just i think the methodology of this film like the mm-hmm. the the kind of forced isn't this transgressive <laughs> of of this this depiction yeah. of sexuality versus religion and that is kind of like for me i thought it would be more interesting to you know there is the there i think there's a really welcome feminist undercurrent that isn't taken advantage of by this film or isn't capitalized on Hmm. where uh and this is something that also comes this is also a major plot point of the little hours which is a comedy but it it still deals with all these same issues which is i think really fascinating me about that film but um vanessa redgrave there's this great moment where gimma jones aka bridget jones's mother who is (laughs) madeline in this film she marries father grandier and is is kind of just sort of the every woman that we see this movie through her through her eyes as she kind of just witnesses all this stuff um she goes to the convent and she has a conversation with reverend mother through the bars and reverend mother just starts like she's like oh you're here because you love God and you're devoted to him. And Reverend Mother just starts laughing at her like Vanessa Redgrave does so well <laughs> and says, actually, we're here. Many of the women, we're, we're not here because of God. And she just laughs at that. Like, it's, it's a very kind of irreligious uh, grouping of women. They're young women that are trapped there because their families couldn't afford dowries. So they sent them off to the convent, mm-hmm. which was the case for a huge percentage of nuns throughout time was just we don't we've married off this daughter we don't know what to do with this one yeah 
we don't have any money. So you get that going into like, oh, well, here's thirsty sister Agnes watching Father Grandier, and here's Vanessa Redgrave, who clearly has a lot of stuff to work through. But then that never really is, I don't, I don't, I never really felt a sense of that just being really taken advantage of, of like being really explored more of like the, and maybe that's the conditioning of the time, maybe that's the expectations of women and how women act and the belief and religious brainwashing, but they just kind of went from sort of, you know, being there, being a little thirsty, then Vanessa Redgrave gets possessed and starts acting wacky, and then they all just start acting wacky. Yeah, well, if anything, it's like... You have that feminist read, and it could go in one direction. Um, And instead, you know, Vanessa Redgrave finds out that uh, Grandier is married and flips the fuck out and lies, and then all all the nuns go along with her and all of this. So it, it becomes... I mean, the devils are the women. Yeah, most, yeah. It, mostly. Thank yeah. you for completing my thought. Uh, I, I, I mean, that, like, that's, I think that's somewhere I was trying to get that I, my brain just stopped thinking. That then, yes, it, it's, it, the message is sort of then blaming these women. Mm-hmm. Not sort of, it is blaming these women for what's happening. Right. And that's why when, at the end of the film, after he's been burnt, I mean, at, at one point, Vanessa Redgrave can, kind of confesses and says, I've, I've, I've uh, wronged an innocent man and she's kind of freaking out over it. And then she kind of gets over it and then is kind of weird about it again later. Um, and then they, I think someone relays to her, I think it's the guy that's taking over the town and blowing up the walls. He relays to her that like father Mignon is still hasn't gotten over it and isn't sure or something. Or people are saying that he's an innocent man and you can see the distress on her face. And then he, he throws the, the charred femur at her and it's like, it really hits her. Right. Um, in the cut version I saw, she ends up masturbating with that femur, um, in the, the less cut version, uh, which I remember vividly and thought was great. <laughs> it was more implied though. Um, I don't know how you imply masturbation with a femur, but it, it was there for sure. Unlike in this version, but yeah, it, 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 like that's kind of as far as it went in terms of trying to give some sympathy, the sympathetic outlook to them, but otherwise it was very much kind of an anti- believe women <laughs> um yeah it's i mean it's an, an indictment of religion as a whole and they are part and parcel of that but yeah. this whole thing is set in motion because of a jealous woman and yes. then all of the women who go along with her unquestioningly and they all act hysterical <laughs> right mm-hmm. like there's there's no way to not mm-hmm. read that into it and he's mm-hmm. and you know Grandier is the the pious good man despite his moral failings. He is still somehow virtuous in all of this. Even though, like, he's kind of a giant dick. <laughs> yeah. Like he just goes around, gets women pregnant, doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Like we're supposed to sympathize with him because he meets Gemma Jones and mar- and performs a marriage to her while still being an asshole. Right. Well, he, you know, he, uh, what's, uh, when we are first meeting him, basically, he has just had sex with the, the magistrate's daughter, who yeah. conf- can tells him that she's pregnant from him. And he's like, well, bye. Yeah. And at the end of the film, you know, she is still, she's made out to be a bad guy in all of this. Like, as he's burning, we get plenty of shots of her reacting or purposefully not reacting or being seeming happy that he's burned at the stake and it's like 
Oh. Well, he did. <laughs> like, he was real callous to her. Yeah, he's the reason that she's stuck with this baby, that they pull out the baby and they're all, the family's all laughing as they are showing the baby the burning corpse of its father at the right. stake. And I, granted, though, she does get bonus points for having the white face and then also having those um, really gelled curl bangs <laughs> yeah. in that last shot. But, um... Yeah, it, I think, and I think that's what feels so 71 about it to me, too, in this approach to sexuality and, like, transgression, is that it's still, like, look at look at these lustful women and how their conspiracy with the evil fascist political regime has brought down this incredible, pious, um, sex-affirming man that also just doesn't give a shit about the women in the world. <laughs> Well, it's the same, it's (laughs) very closely tied to a movie we just recently covered, Play Misty For Me, where it's like, part of it Mm. is is like Clint Eastwood, like it's coming out of the free love era, which is like, granted, The Devils is, you know, 17th century, but it's made coming out of the free love era. And that's part of it is like, hey, man, like, what are you getting so hung up on? Mm -hmm. Or I should say, hey, lady, like, what are you getting so hung up on? And you know look how the women react to him being a philanderer or to him Mm -hmm. not not paying attention to them yeah yeah and and i i I don't think i don't think the the period like stating you know even even to situate this in the 1700s even to situate this as like a historical story i mean there's that placard at the beginning of the film that says uh, this is based on fact all the major events actually happen blah 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 every film in the 70s but um that it, it, it goes, it, it, I don't think that that matters. I don't think that really justifies the treatment of these women in this film or, or of that kind of mindset towards him because it's, uh, it, it's still, it's like you said, there's, there's the Inquisitor who's so, so anachronistic, but the whole film is anachronistic. Mm-hmm. The set design is like wild, like, oh, uh, yeah like uh what like like fascist art <laughs> like architecture it, yeah like... it feels like metropolis or something you know? uh-huh there's i mean you get that the Derek jarman design is incredible but it's like so bonkers where like you have that the cardinal's panopticon where he keeps books in jail or whatever and there's like the giant church yeah. doors and everything is just whack yeah um so i think when it's so clearly set outside of time mm-hmm. and outside of reality but then it's still it's somewhere between 1700 and 71 it's but... sexual politics come out of the 60s yes yes absolutely you know so i think that's i think yeah i, th- I think that was a moment in the film where i was like oh she's just horny for him and now she's gonna be an asshole mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's her story arc mm-hmm. <laughs> that's disappointing <laughs> you know yeah i didn't his character didn't bother me really like even though he was kind of a dick I, I like oliver reed so i was just like well okay like maybe if they all just chilled out it could be <laughs> fine <laughs> you know i want to see that of the, all the cuts i want to see that cut <laughs> Where everyone's like the Inquisitor screaming and he's like looking for his sleeves and all the women are they're fucking the statue and Vanessa Redgrave is Allison macking herself and all of Oliver Reed's on fire and the king is in drag and you just come out and you're like, Everyone just chill out. Okay, can you just all just chill? chill? Out. Can you 
if you can't chill, can you at least just keep it down? <laughs> yeah. Do you have to scream nonstop? I have a column due. Yeah, like, I need... please. <laughs> I'm playing Skyrim. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So, absolutely. and I think that's part of the like. That was also like a tiny slice of my reticence to watch it. it was like. Am I in the brain place right now where I want to watch, like, the early 70s British? Like, it's a flavor of film. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so. Yeah, it's very much uh, an era of um, assault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, a a so. sense assault, I should say. Like, it's. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I we did it. I'm glad we finally pulled the trigger on it. Yeah. And I have now seen it. But also I say, what's, what's, what's all the fuss? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm really, I am very surprised to see how much I didn't think it, it, and not that it doesn't hold up because it very much is singularly of itself. Mm-hmm. So it, it holds up by its own terms, but it's just, um, just not the movie that I, I guess, want it to be. <laughs> so. Right, which is always unfair. You know? Yeah, this but is all... when you, when you give me that hunchback nun. Yeah. And she's laughing and having the time of her life. I want that whole movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you, I, I, you should have known you weren't going to get that. I should have known it. But honestly, I remembered the movie. I must have been drunk. I remembered Vanessa Redgrave being the one that hooked up with Oliver Reed. Oh. And I remembered it being more of like an equal them kind of story. Oh. Yeah, you, uh, you I were forgot. Drunk. You were drunk. I was drunk. I forgot Bridget Jones's mom was in it. I love Bridget Jones. I forgot all that. I was drunk. Yeah. Had some wicked shit. The whole burning yeah. at the stake sequence was wicked. Mm-hmm. Love that plague shit. Oh, love a plague. Absolutely. I, love well, a except plague. the one where. <laughs> yeah, except, <laughs> except the real one we're mired in. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I guess I I just was like, okay, it's I saw it. Yeah, I know some people out there are like have taken to their fainting couches, have their smelling salts, uh, as if <laughs> as if I had just offered them some jelly instead of some pollen or all fruit. <laughs> but look, I never <laughs> said I never said I was cool. Never said I had good taste in anything. Actually, that's not true. I say that I have great taste all the time. But, you do. You have that bumper sticker that says that. <laughs> but uh, the difference is I don't expect anyone to believe me. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a there's a freeness in not being cool that I really embrace. Yeah. So if people think I'm not cool because I was not filleting the charred femur of the devils. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I apologize. I, well, thank you for issuing that very incredibly specific apology. <laughs> um, I, I think, I think too, you know, it's just like at the end of the day, they're really. And Ken Russell is such a weirdo because I, I watch his films and I just go, "Is this guy a misogynist or not?" I can't tell. Yeah. Um, but there are Ken Russell films I love so much more than this. Um, mm. I love Gothic. I love uh, what is it? Crimes of pa- Crime of Passion. Is that mm-hmm. the the uh, Kathleen Turner, Kathleen Turner, yeah, Anthony Perkins. Um, I love uh, uh, the other one. <laughs> I forgot Lair of the White Worm, but right. all of those, all of those movies. I'm like, does he hate women? But I'm also like, there's also amazing women in them. Mm-hmm. 
And and then the Devils, I just didn't get enough of that amazing Vanessa Redgrave that maybe that would have shaken me enough. But um, yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm going to turn to other Jarman films. I'm going to turn to other Ken Russell films. And maybe one day I will cosplay as a hunchbacked, redheaded nun with a charred femur. But, um... She was wearing a wig, right? That had to have been a wig when when they had the habit come off in her dream sequence. Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't know for sure? (laughs) I thought your your special wig goggles would be able to pick it up. And I looked at it and I said, I bet bet that's a wig. (laughs) I figured if I said that it must be a wig, then it must be pretty Halloween town. It must be. It Well, but for a second there, I was like, I just thought it was a very specific choice that it was red hair. Mm. That that shook me. And then I was like, does Vanessa Redgrave have red hair? But you're right. It's And it, it was so long that that just wouldn't be something she would have in a film. Like, that wouldn't be your normal hair. Yeah. Um, okay. I was just proud of myself for spotting it, I guess. I, you know, I... You might have earned a wig today, Stacy. <laughs> but now I'm done. Now I'm doubting it, though. I expected you to say yes, Stacy. Of course, it was a wig. Didn't you see the fucking lace front or whatever? The lace front. You remembered a turn. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would now that you say, I guess. Now I again, what is reality? Yeah. Tonight I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up tonight at like 3 a.m. and be googling was Vanessa Redgrave wearing a wig in the Devils. <laughs> Good luck. It's harder to find answers, empirical answers, than you think. The, the wig court category of the shopping block was very challenging to, to, to cross-reference. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a question. That's absolutely a question I have coming out of this. That that question, and then also, is Oliver Reed hot? <laughs> like, is another question I have. I asked you that, I think, when we did, uh, what did we do? The Brood. Yeah, 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 you did. And I said, I don't know, but sometimes he does it for me. And But I don't know that he should. Right. But sometimes he, he just, he has a thing about it. He's a charismatic actor. He's very charismatic. I did, he did give me a pang of um, just like, I missed 70s actors. Yeah. And like men and women, you know, like I just, the sort of, and maybe it's because they're all always going to be older than me. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know what I mean? That that adds some kind of gravitas to it, whereas now mm-hmm. everybody's twelve. Yeah, Florence Pugh is like eight years old. <laughs> performance. Yeah, and I'm like, she's incredible, but also she's a child, which is yeah. you know not fair, but that's how it feels. So yeah, he looks much better with that mustache. I will say, once well, they once... shaved everything off. <laughs> yeah, once he went martyrs, it was not as. <laughs> I thought it was an impressive scar from whoever sliced his mouth open to his jaw, but yeah. in his life. But um, but the yeah the 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 stupid mustache worked to his benefit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until yeah. it went away. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I've seen it. And now everyone's it. gonna be. Here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna post about this Monday. Say, oh, this Wednesday we're gonna do the Devils, and everyone's gonna be so excited. Oh, I can't wait. You're going to talk about this movie. Yay, 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 yay. And every time someone comments that, I'm going to say to myself, oh, no. (laughs) That always happens when I know that maybe... Well, I'm not going to say I didn't like this because I did. But when we do post about, like, The Fourth Kind, you know, we'll post about a movie that, that we don't like. But we don't say we didn't like it. No, we don't tell you. I mean, well, we might say, like, the gay lords suffer through. But, but, <laughs> yeah. but we can say that and people still say, I love this movie. I can't wait. 
Yeah, and then I just think, oh no, don't listen, because all yeah. they do is talk poorly about it. Listen, so. we're keep, we're keeping you all on the edge of your toes. See, toes, toe seats. Ew. Uh, it's a, it's like a, it's like the the toe shoes, but they're little. You rest the recliners for your feet. No. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I don't know. I mean, we're not going to please everybody, but this no. just, this feels a little. I mean, speaking of religious controversies, it feels a little blasphemous to be like it's fine. It does. It does. I mean, I mean, but also we're a horror podcast. Also, I forgot this kind of isn't a horror movie. There's also that. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think it's important to look at this and kind of evaluate like sort of the, the blaming of the women and looking at this with, okay, let's continue to approach things with a contemporary feminist lens. Right. And this movie just doesn't, doesn't win, doesn't succeed there. Right. Um, and that, I think that's absolutely fine to say. Yeah, it just makes me feel like a Zoomer, you know? I mean, I always Oh, you're like canceling a... it? <laughs> no, because, you know, when you see some 12-year-old who's like, I finally watched Halloween, and it wasn't good, and you say, child, oh, yeah. you don't know. So that's kind of how I feel right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're, you're just a contrarian. Oh, yeah, only say mm-hmm. it to get a rise. I, oh, I better go post my take on Twitter. Yeah, and say hot take, or you say, and you say devils isn't good. That's it. That's the tweet. And then <laughs> yeah. You hit send. Yeah. Yeah. You hit no. send. I just, uh, it's, it's no. I will say I did love uh, when we posted about the fourth kind. Terrible movie. Um, I love that we posted about that. Everyone was like, I'm so excited. I love the fourth kind. And then we did the episode. And then I've never seen more comments where everyone changed their mind and was like, oh, yeah, this movie. What was I? I liked it the first time. But what was I thinking? (laughs) (laughs) That happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were all, listen, we were all under the spell of Mila Jovovich. And rightfully so. She's amazing. Yeah, there are plenty of movies that I say, I reviewed this positively. Huh? Mm-hmm. You know. You never the Descent know. Part 2. The Descent Part 2. <laughs> the Ring Part 2. Right? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, my God. That movie was awful. Like, you never know. So, who knows? Maybe I'll watch this again when it becomes available somehow. I'll watch, like, a fancy cut of it or something and be like, what was I thinking when I was on that Gay Lords of Darkness Oh, yeah. Ten years from now, when the Zoomers have banned sex, um, this movie will be effective again. (laughs) Exactly. So, at least there's that. There is that. Well, Stacey, with all that said, I'm getting out my my Mrs. Myers (laughs) pine-scented cleaner, and I'm scrubbing off this chopping block. Are you ready to place your head on it? Well, not now that it smells like pine. (laughs) It's just to up the stakes. Oh, great. It's distracting, but fine. Mm -hmm. I'll play along with your twisted game jigsaw. (laughs) (laughs) You never see Jigsaw go into clean after. No. He has to have, like, how many warehouses does he have? He has to reuse them at some point. It's so unsanitary. It is. It's like, wouldn't of... that be the twist ending? It's like, oh, no, Jigsaw died of cholera. Yeah, he got tetanus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
chopping block. You tell them what it is. I just... The chopping block is a question and answer game. It's a game show in which we are presented with a choice of three categories uh, to answer from. Uh, you choose a category. You get five questions. You have 10 seconds to answer each question, unless you call out, I want the wig, in which case Vanessa Redgrave's maybe wig oh! from the 1971 film The Devils levita levitates down upon thy head. Uh, and confuses our non-binary executioner, the heads they, which earns you an extra 10 seconds, meaning you get 20 seconds total to answer that question. Um, uh, if you if you answer everything correctly, congratulations, you win. If you don't, then you're dead. Yeah, too bad. And that's really it. <laughs> that is it. Yeah. Now listen, here's something I accomplished. What? Well, every week we say, who goes first? I don't remember from the <gasps> week. I wrote down. What? I wrote down when I was editing last week's episode. I wrote down, Stacy asks first. Oh. Wait, is that Stacy asks first in that episode or Stacy asks first this time? I believe it is this episode. Oh. Look at you. Yeah. So. That's amazing, because we, in the last episode, we even said we could start tracking it, but I assumed our goldfish, goldfish brains would stop that from happening. But... I, rem I remembered. I remembered, and I wrote it down. How Good exciting. Good job. Will I remember every week? I don't know. It seems a little bit like a hassle, even though it's not. Next week, we'll probably forget we even have a chopping block. Too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this week, this means that I ask you first. I can't wait. What do I, what's on the docket? Well, place your head on the chopping block. Oh, this smells like pine. Yeah, it's disgusting, isn't it? I'm sorry. You have three new categories to choose from. <gasps> I don't know what came over me, but three new categories to choose wow. from. Wow. Yeah. And here they are. Your first category <laughs> is called nice to eat you <laughs> <laughs> and as you may assume it's all about cannibal movies oh i describe a cannibal flavored movie you tell me the name of the movie okay category two there's always room for giallo in which Fuck you, you. <laughs> one is one of those ones that you like and i should say you can't pick it but it's one of the ones you like where you get 50 seconds oh shit plus 10 seconds if you choose choose the, the wig in which you name five giallo films oh which will probably be easy right it's just all you have to do is say a bunch of words <laughs> every true. giallo title is like you know the lady's wig Ascended the stairs or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. The silver peacock. <laughs> the silver peacock sings at midnight. It's yeah. all like, it's all the fucking spy code from Jumpin' Jack Flash. <laughs> totally right. is. Dogs barking can't fly without umbrellas. I remember that. I love Jumpin' Jack Flash. We should do an episode on Jumpin' Jack Flash. Okay, anyway. I love that movie. We should. It's perfect film. You got me to watch that. Real good movie. It's a really good movie. Uh, a black woman 
as like just the hero. Yeah, like how it, is that movie 30 years old and that is still so rare? She doesn't have to like it's not some like race racial porn where it's like let's watch black people be tortured by white people. Yeah. You know, it's just like she's just the hero. Yeah. In a comedy. That's it. She disguises herself. She sneaks into a thing and she breaks into the, the party by playing, um, uh, like, oh, was it the Supremes? I can't remember. The she Supremes, does li- yeah. Yeah, she lip syncs to the Supremes and performs and she has, like, the Tina Turner hair. It's fucking amazing. Carol Kane's in it. It was directed by who, Stacey? I directed it. It was one of my movies. <laughs> Thank you, Penny Marshall. <laughs> You're so right. That's so sad. Like, how is it that... Unless you're in, like, Antebellum or Harriet. I guess you just have to be Janelle Monet. <laughs> but, like, the, these movies, yeah, that doesn't exist to just have, like, a... It's a comedy and a spy espionage thriller? Like... hmm And the protagonist is, is black. Like, racial stuff does enter into it. Like, there's plenty of... Com- like, lots of commentary on racial politics. But it's also just, like, this is just a black woman doing her yeah. thing. yeah. It more should not. That. It should not be so rare. It should not be so rare. No more of that, please. So jumping so, Jack Flash, everybody. That's my third category is jumping Jack <laughs> Flash. <laughs> yeah. No, your third category is I'll get you for this, which is all about <laughs> all about revenge-based horror movies. Not necessarily rape revenge, but just revenge-based horror movies. So, your categories are mm. Nice to eat you <laughs> There's always room for Jallo And I'll get you for this <laughs> Do you write R.L. Stein's Goosebumps titles for him? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd be, a hundred, I'd be a hundred air at this point <laughs> Oh, that's really hard. I really want to do the Jala one, but I feel like the fact that I will panic and forget after the third movie, just like every time I do one of these, I just I will feel that much worse if I can demonstrate that I know no Jallos, even though I do. I know the I know so many. I've seen some. I've seen more than five. No, no. Give me that. Give. Me, I want nice to eat you. Oh, please. I want to go for some cannibals. Nice to eat you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then I will describe a cannibal-flavored horror movie. You tell me the name of the movie. Okay, okay. Head on the block. Question number one. Here we go. Ten seconds, please. Nice to eat you. Question one. It takes all kinds of critters to make Uncle Vincent's fritters in this campy 1980 film. Um, Motel Hell. Yes, ding, ding, ding. Oh, oh. Question two. Social justice warriors meet the toothy end of cannibal warriors in this queer horror masterpiece. (laughs) (laughs) The Green Inferno starring Lorenza Izzo. Yes, ding, ding, ding. Why does that bring me joy? (laughs) (laughs) Question three. You're going to get all these. This 1999 Western horror film from Antonia Bird is loosely inspired by the story of the ill-fated Donner Party. Oh, uh, Wendigo, uh, Ravenous. Yes, digga digga. Great movie, great movie. Question four. 
College student Justine gives up her vegetarian lifestyle after she develops a craving for human meat in this Franco-Belgian film. <laughs> uh, this is Raw, which has a new Second Sight release with a commentary from our friend Alex West. Yes, yes, yes! Dig oh my back. god! <gasps> Question five. Oh my god. Oh my god, really? Question five. And <gasps> you still have a wig, my friend. <gasps> I still have an Ezra Gross wig. Self-cannibalism is on the menu in this 2002 new French extremity shocker. Oh, bitch, in my skin! (laughs) (laughs) What? In my skin, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ding, ding, Uh, ding. uh, You win! You win! Oh, my God! (laughs) (laughs) How anticlimactic! I can't believe I I got them all. I knew all of them. I didn't even have to think. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad it was that easy. I really, I really am so distressed by cannibal movies that I thought it would be more of a challenge that I would be upset. Oh, well, wow. basically, I could have probably said a group of people goes into the jungle and dies by cannibals, and it would have been like that kind 100. of question. A hundred of the cannibal ferox, the cannibal holocaust, like mm-hmm. you know. So wow. Um, in my skin. Bonus points for that. That movie's fucked up. Yeah, it is. You showed that to me. Sure uh, did. And I spent the entire time that we watched it staring at you, <laughs> like, <laughs> horrified. Such a good movie. It's so good. It's brilliant. Um, please remind me of that director's name again. Marina Devan. Yeah, love her. D- director up. star. Fucked up. Director movie. star. Fucked up movie. Fucked up movie. Yeah. Wow, thank you for that. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, it I'm so was excited. nice. It was nice to Well that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Alright. Uh Stacy, I have three categories for you. Oh, I figured. <laughs> oh, I guess that's true. Huh? <laughs> Shut up. Okay, so we have, I should say, I have three categories for you. Two of them are, uh, well, new. Yeah, they're all new, but one of them is a re- Well, I'll just tell you what they are, okay? Okay, perfect. Your refreshed category. Uh, This is one that you did the first question, and then that's as far as we went. Really? Yeah, but (laughs) no, but this is up your alley still. I tell you, this is up your alley because you were distracted by a certain vending machine. Your first, (laughs) your first, your first refresh category is a gaggle of gal pals. Uh, In this category, there are, I have, I have done extensive fact checking and there's nobody named Trish in here to throw you off. Okay. Um, but in the gaggle of gal pals, I name a group of gal pals from a movie. You tell me what movie they're from. That's oh, it. Okay. Your next category is a, a brand new one, and this is Nonsense or Sixpence None the Richer. This is yeah. all about horror movie nuns. Uh, and then, let me make sure there's no adjacents. Yeah, this is horror movie nuns. <laughs> and then there's no ultraviolet nuns. And your third and final category, I saw I squealed a little bit when you told me the Giallo one. Uh, this is Devil Dare. In Devil Dare, you have 50 seconds and a wig to name five films with devil in the title. The word devil. And that's not counting the devils. 
Okay. So, your categories are a gaggle of gal pals redux, nonsense, or sixpence none the richer, or devil dare. <laughs> I already feel my cheeks getting hot, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna do the devil one. All right, so I, uh, I know I'm gonna get to like three, and then my brain's gonna just deflate. But I feel it. Oh, my eyes are watering. <laughs> well, I feel ready. So remember, you have 50 seconds and the option of calling for a wig, equaling okay. a full minute in that case. You name five films that have the word devil in the title, and okay. it's not counting today's film, The Devils, all right? Not counting? Okay. No, because I already said it. You know that one. Well, all right. It'd be like if, it'd be like if you asked me and, and Don't Look Now was on the table, you know? It doesn't count. <laughs> so. Okay. Oh, I'm going hot. Okay. Are you ready? All right. I'm hot. <laughs> All right, you have 50 seconds starting now. <laughs> what the wig? Oh, no, what's happening? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, devil, the elevator one. Mm-hmm. Devil. devil times five. Mm-hmm. Um, the devil inside. Mm-hmm. Devil rides out. Mm-hmm. Race for the devil! Yes! Ding, 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 oh. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I feel lightheaded. Stacy! <laughs> Crying. You did that in like 22 seconds! And the first 10 seconds you spent laughing hysterically! I don't know what happened! You did that in like 13 seconds! Good job! I was concentrating on my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so you could count them on the fingers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it helped. That's amazing. Oh. Well done. What's happening? When I, when I, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> Is it the hot, teary sweats? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a real, it only happens on a chopping block. You get nervous and you start sweating and then you start crying at the same time. I don't know why I'm cry laughing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Holy shit, we both won. We both won. What the hell? <laughs> okay. Oh, I mean, others, um, a good oh. job with Devil. That's the most obvious one. But uh, when when we, when I focus tested this earlier, Jason and I both failed to get the Devil. So. Okay. So well done there. We would have also accepted the Devil's Doorway. Oh, um, yeah. Devil's uh, daughter. Devil's daughter. Um, devil dog, the hound of hell. Oh, why didn't I think of that one? House of the devil, devil's rejects. Devil. I saw the devil. Shit. Um, none Mark of, of the those, devil. None of those were in my head at all, so. But none of that mattered because you listed them off one after the other, man. Yeah. Well <sighs> done. Well done. Okay. That was an impressive showing. I don't know about you. But doing the name five, you get into a pattern. Like I did with the curse. I couldn't get like the curse of out of my head as a phrase. Yes, 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 yes. And so then I was just trying to find things to fit into that framework instead of just like, no, Roy, the curse. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get in a pattern. So Mm -hmm. it's 
weird. People think this shit is easy. Let me tell you. When your head's on the block and the clock is a ticking and the footsteps approaches. <laughs> it is all bets not, are off. All bets are off. Even, 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 even in, in an amazing showing like you did today, where basically, I mean, you basically did an entire chopping block, chopping, what's this called? Chopping blocks worth of <laughs> answers in 10 seconds. Um, more or less, given that we subtracted the 13 seconds for laughter. But, <laughs> but given that, even in that state, it's still terrifying and you still get this full body reaction. Yeah. Which for those of you that have it, this happened to you just now. This ha- that same thing happened to me when you turned into French F- Freddy Krueger. Uh, <laughs> it's a real thing the chopping block it's does. A it's a f- yeah. full body, out of body experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well done. We did it. Congratulations to both of us. How I, exciting. I just feel like this, this just goes to show that this, today, today, Stacey, this day is a blessed day. It is a blessed day. We both won the chopping block. Yeah. And we both have a reward waiting for us. I, my, <laughs> my, my, how this... I won't say the tables have turned, but I will say that there has been, uh, there has been an upgrade. The Lazy Susan has spun. (laughs) Yeah, there's been an evolution. There's been a a marked change in one of us. The P-virus has mutated one of us into a nemesis. (laughs) (laughs) I am so happy. (laughs) I feel I'll let you tell them. About your new. <laughs> I'll let that. You can... Well, listeners, Stacy has been talking a lot. Uh, we could leave it Duh. at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all are like, what? yeah, no shit. Stacy posted an incredible thread that I retweeted uh, a while back, like a, maybe a week or two ago, um, about you know s- these amazing queens in K-pop. Namely, you know, namely two groups, Red Velvet and Mama Moo, um, and some of the horror-flavored work coming through. Andy, you been, excuse me. And you been, lesbian CEO, you been. <laughs> um, and we all, Stacy has been very outspoken about this, about the fact <laughs> that she has been Stockholming me. And, you know, for the first Six 12 months... months. <laughs> Of pandemic. Yeah. For the first 12 I, months of pandemic, I, I was, like, very much here. For, I was a I was a, a happy ear. You were sort of, uh, it was a little, I mean, not to project, but it felt a little like perhaps you were a Diane Fossey. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And uh, I, I was, was a gorilla in the mess. I was, lear- I was studying you. I was, I was simultaneously Patty Hearst. Oh, I was, stu- I was, I was Patty Hearst locked in the closet, but I was also studying you at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It's like I was Coco the gorilla, <laughs> and every time we spoke, I would show you the three new words I learned. Yes, and, and I was tr- like, you were like, oh, that's great. She has capacity for more. <laughs> and I would- but then, but then Stacy, Stacy's been sending. Listen, y'all should be jealous because I've been getting original mix CDs um, and and mustard. But uh, <laughs> this is all true. But um, Stacy included in this latest batch of of great tunes because I've been saying I need more tunes. Stacy included a full K-pop CD, 
And granted, over the last few weeks, I've kind of, well, months, really, I've kind of fallen into the the saga of who might be gay in K-pop, which is another one of Stacey's studies right now. (laughs) But what really got me was this K-pop CD in which I really was focused in just the music. And I have fallen the fuck in love. (laughs) Particularly, Red Velvet's really great, but particularly with the work of Mama Moo. I, that is... Listen, I feel like my child has grown <laughs> and become a doctor or something else I could be proud of. Like, to hear that, because you know, you've known my journey with this. Yeah, I've been following this for a fucking year. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've also, again, I'll say it, I said it earlier, I never said I was cool, right? So, yes, I like Mamamoo. No, 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 no. I love Mamamoo, okay? Same. Yes, they're, they're called Mamamoo. I don't care. <laughs> Everybody thinks K-pop, you picture 12, like, Korean schoolgirls on stage singing about candy. Yeah, it's like yeah. Suicide Club. Suicide Club. And, like, sure, that is part of it. But there are also different, like any genre of music, there are different kinds of groups. Anyway, the point is I love Mama Moo, so. And it must be said there is no group like Mama Moo anywhere in our cultural consciousness on this in this country i think right um in this day and age i just don't think we have an equivalent mom moves fucking wicked i can't stop watching videos of wasa eating i can't stop <laughs> looking and now like now today the tables have turned and i was sending stacy pictures of of moonbule and solar being less together <laughs> So, listeners, all this to say, this last 35 minutes of this episode, all of this to say, today's reward of us both winning the chopping block, which was not planned. This is just, this really justifies everything. Stacy and I get to watch, we're watching a Mama Moo live concert. <laughs> That's right. I'm really excited. <laughs> They're live streaming a concert. Last week I said, Anthony, guess what I'm doing next week? I'm going to watch a Mama Moo concert. I bought my ticket. And nice. Anthony said, Anthony said, uh-huh. I said, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and now look at what's happened. I, it's just, it's very exciting for me. It's very exciting. I had a nervous breakdown. I put that music into my phone. I went on some walks. I got to know myself and I got to know Mama Moo. And then I clicked that. I said, send me the link just so I can look at it. Just so I can look. <laughs> And it says New York themed concert. <laughs> and I say, <laughs> it's on. <laughs> That's right. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. Me too. Wow. If anyone, if you missed that thread though on the Gaylord's Twitter um, that Stacy posted, it really is incredible. And the videos are wicked. Like, it's not Mama Moo, but um, Red Velvet's Peekaboo video, which Jason and I can't stop watching because now it, the, the P virus is spreading rapidly through Portland, Oregon now. Um, uh, like that, 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 that video is, it's like, it's amazing Queens in rainbow outfits. And it also references like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Slumber Party Massacre. I think it's, it's fucking queer horror. Like, I don't know that people realized that was a thread. I didn't realize I'd have to write. This is a thread on the first tweet. I thought it would just show as a thread, Mm. but it was a thread posting like some stills and some videos of like why this video is queer horror. Yeah. Peekaboo is the most queer horror. Yes. It's good shit. There's probably some longer work in there that I'm, that's just outside the edge of my consciousness in the fog. 
yeah, I and think... once that solidifies, I'll write a longer piece on it. But yeah, I think that yeah, it's 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 in the fog, and you're Stevie Wayne, looking at trying <laughs> trying to make out what you yeah. can see, so that you can report it back to to all of us here in the coastal township, right? So I know there are only like two of our listeners who care at all about this. That's fine. Um, whatever. We post bullshit on our Twitter sometimes. There you go. It's so good. I love Mama Moo. I love Mama Moo. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're canceled. Yeah. Turn it oh, off. Oh, well. Yeah, we had a good run. Did we? <laughs> we had a run. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my god! god. Oh my my god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Ha, ha, ha.